You're listening to Kingdom Radio. The following presentation is brought to you by Y Sports. Well, Super Bowl Sunday did not disappoint the Kansas City Chiefs. Somehow pulled it off, ran the clock out, hit the game-winning field goal with only seconds left. The Philadelphia Eagles did have one play, and that play did not get into the end zone or in field goal range. There wasn't a penalty, and it was over. It's sad if you're an Eagles fan. I'm sure it's a day of celebration if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but we're just a fan of football, and football's over. But this show, the post-game Super Bowl show, is going on right now. Got my homeboy and cuz from South Carolina, Dan Scott. What's up, Dan? What's up, everybody? I hope you enjoyed that Super Bowl and your bellies aren't too full, and hopefully you're not too inebriated to understand what we're about to talk about. Yeah, hopefully you're already where you're supposed to be and ain't driving drunk like that. But uh, you were right. Let me just start off saying you were right about the Rihanna song. Bitch Better Have My Money was the first song that she sang. I didn't realize she was going to be so big, though. Uh, Rihanna's pregnant, bro. She's pregnant. Easy on her. Well, I thought someone would say she already had a kid like eight months ago or something. Mm, last May. So she's pregnant again? She's pregnant again. So whatever May to whatever February is. Okay. All right. Whatever the math is. I don't have a calculator. Well, you said <laughs> that I was going to be up there dancing. And, you know, I, I was, I was kind of digging some of the music she was saying. I was appreciating the halftime show. But I still stand by my statement that... It wasn't like Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent halftime show, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, definitely. I think she could have definitely used some collabs. Uh, it was just, meh. You know what I mean? It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It just, meh. Yeah, you know? it was It was good. She did a good job, but the the bar was set so high last year. And then, you know, all the other years. I mean, Rolling Stones and Prince and... You know, all of these big performers, you two are on the stage. It's hard to kind of follow after that. And, you know, but Rihanna, she is a celebrity. She's an A-lister. She did a great job. I just don't think it was of that caliber, but it was a great Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, definitely. I give it, I mean, if you had to give it a rating, I would probably, I would honestly just give it a C. I mean, if she would have came out, like Kanye would have came out or a song she did with Eminem or something like that, I think it would have been lit. Right. But I guess she just wanted to go solo. Yeah, Han Solo. Well, you know, she did a good job. I mean, but we start with the very beginning of the Super Bowl. I mean, just like you said, the players got on the field. They're ready to go to battle. But like, you know, like a UFC fight, you don't hear an entrance song where it's like, you know, the national anthem and then this song and then this song putting tears in your eyes. You know, that's not like the fight music that gets you pumped up music to go to battle and war like these men are about to do on the field. It's a lot of distractions. And uh, when you had said that, I'm watching the game, I'm like, you're right. But I tell you what, Chris Stapleton in that national anthem, that's probably one of the best national anthems I've heard. Oh, most definitely. It's probably number two of all time. I think the Whitney Houston one, everybody remembers. But the Chris Stapleton, he nailed it. Uh, He brought tears to the people's eyes. I was even like, this is awesome. And uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Chris Stapleton anyway. So, of course, I mean, are. I thought it was one of the greatest, greatest uh, national anthems. It, it hit everybody. He didn't have his hat on. So, you know what I mean? He's like doing, he's real, real. 
Yeah, with the big old beard and everything. Like, man, what motorcycle gang is this dude in? But, you know, if you follow Chris Stapleton, he's fantastic. He has this Leonard Skinner type of high range, you know, and he and he's like a country guy. He's he's one of the most talented artists. Um, him and uh, what's his name, Jamie Johnson. Him and Jamie Johnson from the from deeper to higher. Both of these guys are, you know, uh, taking uh, country music outside the boundaries of what country radio plays. Oh, definitely one hundred percent. And uh, he nailed it. Uh, I didn't understand the. Uh, I don't. I didn't know the black national anthem was still a thing. I think did they play one that? in America? Did yeah, they, play they played that, that where. Yeah, we're American, right? Just have one. I don't understand why they want to do all this divide and stuff. But, I mean, to get to the game, yeah, they had the jitters. Uh, I think the Eagles started out fast. They went down and scored right away. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a blowout. What were you thinking in that first drive? So much for the under. I'm like, you know, they got the ball, and it seemed like, you know, I didn't even see that there was a third down or something. If it was, it was like, you know, we're going forward on fourth down. It doesn't matter. We're getting in the end zone one way or another. It's touchdown or bust. There is no punt. There is no field goal. It's touchdown or bust, and that's what's going to happen. And they got in the end zone. And then when they're kicking it back off to, you know, Kansas City, you're thinking, okay, what does Patrick Mahomes look like? And he looked brilliant, too. He marched it down the field the same way and got in the touchdown. I'm like, man, the the under is no way that's paying out. That's a loss. No, that got cooked. That got cooked. By, by halftime, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you, are they not going to score over. one more field goal because they didn't beat the over? It's halftime. It was already over with. It was definitely a tale of two games. I mean, at the beginning, at, by the time halftime rolled, I was like, this game is over i mean the eagles are going to stomp them and i was looking at the odds the, at the halftime the eagles were favored minus seven and i was like you should probably hammer that and then all of a sudden the eagles just stopped playing football it seemed like the defense didn't show up at all i mean i just i didn't understand it i didn't understand it you know i don't know if it was the preparation or the long halftime show i highly doubt the players were watching rihanna like you were insisting yesterday like the people would the players would be watching the halftime show. I didn't think that was what was going on. But definitely, like, the Eagles ran out of gas in the second half. The the Chiefs were well coached. They came out with a plan. The, what the Eagles were doing in the first half, they weren't doing in the second half. It was a lot harder to get something. The defense was playing a lot smarter. It's almost like they knew the plays that were being called. They had some great football plays. You can see, like, when... Hertz is running and almost going out of bounds. Everyone did the thing that was smart, and they didn't hit someone late. And it was very smart football and not drawing the penalties. It was just a shame at the very end there where that pass interference call, like there's two minutes left. You know you're going to run the clock out. We're down to how many timeouts that we have because that was a, a big talking point. And then you have this pass interference call that don't even look like pass interference. And it's like, come on, man. Let's not end the Super Bowl with some kind of – questionable controversial call from the referee once again but here we are man it's the same thing it's the referee called the pass interference and that was what really changed the game I'm not saying that the Eagles would have won if that call but you know they would have had a lot of better chance and they would have definitely had more time to go down that field yeah that call was probably one of the worst calls the refs kept their flags in their pockets pretty much the whole game and then at the end, they call that, that doo-doo holding call. It's like he got touched his back. I don't even think the ball was going to be catchable. And then they robbed us from going into overtime possibility because the Eagles still would have had, like, 
you know, they would have had like a minute and 45 seconds. They could have went down and kicked the field goal. We could have had an overtime. I mean, it would. this Super Bowl was leading up to be a great Super Bowl. It was entertaining. I think the commercials were okay. But like you said, that holding call at the end of the game, that was just bonkers. I don't even it, – it sort of tainted the Chiefs' win. I mean, they're going to go back and see, and they're going to realize it too. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it was done is done. There's always a winner and a loser and a call. And it's like, you know, professional baseball. You know, there's a man with his two eyes calling balls and strikes, even though you know that one should have been a ball, but he called it a strike or vice versa. It's a human element to refereeing, and that person says whether it's this or that. And at the end of the day, you know, you have to deal with it, and the Kansas City Chiefs got the, the tough break. I mean, the, they, the Kansas City Chiefs got the break on that one. The Eagles got the tough break. But, you know, things happen, and it comes down to that. But I'm glad it was such a close game. It came down to a bad call from a referee. But I wish it. Uh, I wish they would have uh, not called that one and seen what happened with the Eagles having a little bit more time at the end. But you know, uh, you know, if the if the Chiefs would have went in there and scored a touchdown like the Eagles were definitely letting them do, you know, could the Eagles travel all the way down the field and score a touchdown? I would have liked to seen that, but I'm sure the Chiefs were glad just to run the clock out and hit a field goal and give them one play. Yeah, that's what I thought the game was going to be setting up to be. I thought the setup was going to be the field goal, and then the Eagles would definitely get the ball back, and either they would go down and score a touchdown to win with no time on the clock, or they would kick the field goal and we go to overtime. And that would have been great, too. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't look that great in the first half. He was like five for seven or something like that. I mean, he only threw for 182 yards in the game, but he had three touchdowns, which uh, won the game for him. Yeah, when he got tackled, you know, and he came up gimpy, and he started limping, and you're like, oh, my God, it's over. If he doesn't come back on that field with some kind of cortisone shot in his ankle, there is no way the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. And, you know, from that moment till halftime, there was never an opportunity for him to come back on the field. So when he went down there in halftime, it seemed like he was jogging. He was jogging. But I'm sure they gave him some cortisone shots to the point he couldn't even feel his foot because when he took off running, you know, he took off running. He was getting tackled and people were grabbing his ankle when they were tackling him. But he would get up grimacing a little bit, but obviously he's like well medicated. I'm sure it's a scar tissue situation, but that's the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely the NFL. I mean, they're tough athletes. And he, even if he was limping a little bit, you know, Patrick Mahomes probably not going to come out to Super Bowl 57. He wants the confetti to rain on him. The Chiefs got the confetti to rain on him. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked great for the Eagles. I mean, he he was running the ball. They kept doing – remember, they was, it was always those uh, QB sneaks to get the first down. Yeah, in the they end could zone. not stop that QB sneak. I mean, if he wanted one or two, one yard, maybe two yards, that QB sneak with three or four people pushing the quarterback, I mean, the NFL's turning into rugby a little bit in that situation because that QB sneak, they couldn't stop it. And, and I've seen no. this happen, not just the Chiefs. It's just, it's hard to stop that where you start running and two people start pushing you. It's like a whole new football play that we haven't seen before. No, with that offensive line, I mean, you got uh, Jason Kelsey and then you got the, I can't think of the other guy, but they're both uh, going to be Hall of Famers. I mean, that offensive line is Pro Bowl. It's Pro Bowl and Jalen Hurts can run. So, and he's a tough guy. He's strong. He came from uh, Alabama, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. So I, I think Nick Saban was giving him a shout-out on Facebook, you know, wishing him, you know, since the Alabama alum, wishing him good luck in the Super Bowl. Another recruiting technique, you know. 
Yeah, and I think if you didn't have that penalty, that that it was setting up to be probably one of the greatest football games of all time. We didn't get to, unfortunately, we didn't get to see the results we saw. But I think that flag's going to taint it. I think uh, the Twitter sphere is upset. I mean, you can see it. Everybody's talking about that call. It's probably the number one thing. I don't know if the media will bring it up too much, but that call it cost the Eagles a chance to win the game. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, like you said, you just can't have a call be the end result for you. I mean, you're battling out there for 60 minutes. So what are you going to do? Well, I mean, the Eagles did a great job. Uh, I see the Eagles, you know, having the best team right there. And then when Kansas City just kind of turned on the juice, I mean, it was like you could see the momentum shift at halftime. And the Eagles just never got the ball and started doing something. Like, you know, the announcers, the C-list announcers, you know, in Fox there. Until Tom Brady gets there, those two guys, C-list announcers. But when the announcers were like, man, Jalen Hurts, the – the uh, time of possession, I mean, he's really just, you know, not letting the Chiefs have the ball at all. And it's like, dude, he fumbled the ball. The defense ran it in for a touchdown, and then they kicked it back to him, and then he had to give a whole nother drop. That's why the offense wasn't on the field. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, well, especially at the beginning. It was uh, Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I think for a while he didn't touch the ball for, I think they said, like 26 minutes because it was the uh... – the Eagles just kept getting the ball. Well, they had the ball, and then, they, then the ball. he had a. Then the, uh, he fumbled, and there was a defensive score. So he drove down the field, yeah, fumbled, the defensive score, and then he had the ball again and drove down the field again. I mean, between those two possessions, Patrick Mahomes just sitting there like resting his ankle. Yeah, resting it up. Mm-hmm. But it was a great Super Bowl. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's good. Do you have any favorite commercials? You got any favorite commercials from it? I will say this. The commercials, I was surprised. The commercials were five times better than last year's commercial. Almost every commercial was a good commercial. Yeah, I thought the uh, the uh, Blue Moon one confused me. I was like, is this a Coors Light commercial, a Miller Light commercial? And then I was like, Blue Moon pops up. And then I was like, well, does uh, – Coors Light and Miller Light, are they work together now? And is Blue Moon under one of their labels? It I has to, to be. That. Because that was, there was no way that Blue Moon would spend so much time talking about Miller Light and Coors Light unless they said they were owned by a, a similar or same entity. And you're like, look, it's $7 million or $6 million for 30 seconds. Let's get 45 seconds and we'll just split it three ways between these three manuf- you know, these three uh, products. And then we'll do a beer commercial and highlight all three products. I mean, that, that was the only thing that made sense. I mean, but if that's not true, that was a weird way to uh, advertise your product by talking about other products the whole time. Yeah, definitely. And then I think the other commercial that uh, there was a couple of them. I like the uh, well, first I'll talk about the uh, you remember the one with the electric car thing where they're making it like it was impotence or something like you uh, from electricity. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Impotence or something. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. I was, I was like, that's that's kind of that was, you know, that's cute, I guess they'd say. And then uh, I like the Jesus commercial and I saw people got upset because Jesus was on the Super Bowl. Why is he paying seven million dollars? Well, it's not even that. It hasn't even been the Super Bowl. It was like the NFL games, the NFL playoffs, every single playoff game. You're like, is this this has to be building up to something. But it was with the judge and the people like normal people these days. And, well, I didn't have time to help them out. And, well, I just kind of overlooked it. Well, it was my job to be tough on people. And then it was like, you know, Jesus under, Jesus gets us. 
And I was like, wow, man, that's like, a, I mean, who's doing that? Who's paying for that? But it's a, it was a very good statement. And I thought what they did in the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl one was way better than the playoff ones. They had to have spent a lot of money, but it definitely makes you think, you know, if you, if it's your job and you feel like it's your mission on earth to, you know, bring the statement, all these mega churches, you know, it makes sense that they would come up and put something like that together. I thought that one was great too, but, um, I wouldn't say it was my favorite, but I think it, had, it was the most profound commercial. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. And then, uh, what was the, I thought the weather tech one was good too. Like, Oh no, you can't build in the USA. You can't hire in the USA. You can't manufacture in the USA. Yeah. So I might go out and buy me some weather tech. There was one commercial I was like, man, I think this might be my favorite commercial. I'm not thinking about it right now. Well, hold on. You just told me this was these are the best commercials ever. You can't even remember them. That's what I felt. I didn't think there was a, the commercials were that great. I was waiting for the Doritos. Uh, I didn't see the Clydesdales. Did they show up? I didn't see no, no the Clydesdales. Clydesdales didn't show up, but all the all the commercials were all star studded. I mean, every single commercial, whether the T-Mobile commercial or celebrity, yeah. Yeah, or you got the um I mean all all the commercials, it was like celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. The the one with Elton John with the playing the you know, the triangles. I think it was like watching a movie. The whole entire production from the very beginning to the end, it was very well done. All of the commercials were star studded. I mean, it's what you would expect Super Bowl commercials to be. Now the one that was talking about um, you know, uh it was like erectile dysfunction E D. But, you know, the way mm -hmm. that they were talking about it, the commercials, yeah. that one had Laura, like, cracking up. <laughs> yeah, I, I cracked up at that one. I was like, well, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just I'm getting older, the old age, but I feel like, yeah, this is a little, uh, kids are watching. They, you know what I'm saying? What'd you, and, like, a 12, 13-year-old, 14-year-old kid's like, what, what's that? What are they talking about, Mommy, Daddy? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, this was after you explained, hey, Mommy, what's, bitch better have my money? You're like, Oh yeah, you know. See what happened was that's halftime. I mean, I don't, you know, these yeah, supposed to be watching the, Nickelodeon. Yeah, I liked how it was up. She was up in the air. I thought the the cinematography was good. The dancing, I guess, was good. I mean, it just, you know, what I mean, the halftime just didn't pop. It just didn't pop. I thought it was okay. I, I don't know. The halftime show was just meh. Well, you know, her performance was good, but the. The entertainment of the show that they had with like 500 people moving and, you know, uh, in, in, in sync with each other, you know, that part was just like a show, a halftime show with her lip syncing and saying a few things on the microphone, but a lot of the stuff was dubbed in. I thought the show was good, but, you know, once again, I don't want to knock on her. She did a great job, but Rihanna... I just don't put her up with, you know, the the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. I don't put her anywhere on the top ten. No, nowhere near the top ten. Uh, I hopefully next year the NFL will do. I think they need to bring back rock or they need to bring back a country act. I just they just went away from it all. It's either rap or pop. They need to bring back some rock or something, you know. Well, they're inspiring. Change, what they did in the nineties. They had Aerosmith back in the nineties. Well, that was the way with Britney Spears and all that, and the Rolling Stones. I think Prince was Prince was probably one of my favorite halftime shows. One of the worst ones was Coldplay. Was it Coldplay or what's that? Maroon Five? Didn't they do it like a couple years ago? Like, now, what was the guy? The, the guy? The guy uh, who did it? Uh, I think it was la uh, no, <clears throat> the year before last. What would that be? Well, see, last year was that was no that was uh, J Lo and Shakira. No, 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 no. What, what am and I then after about? that, I think it was like Maroon The Weeknd. 
Oh, the weekend. The I weekend. Was yeah, the weekend. He he did it all by himself. He was good, but he was like a Rihanna. It's like it's good, but you know, I mean, you're. I mean, it's. You're not Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and you know, Kendrick Lamar. You're not that show, but it was good. Yeah, before that, then it was Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, and then before that was Maroon Five in 2019, and then the year before that in 18, it was Justin Timberlake. Um, I thought something that probably didn't make the top 10 was in 2017, Lady Gaga did the halftime show. I thought she had one of the best ones. But yeah, that, that wasn't bad. Wasn't that the one yeah. she like supposedly like jumped off out of the stadium or whatever and into the crowd? Yeah, she was like on top of the roof or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was like the, the first year that they were introducing the drones in a Super Bowl show. But That's yeah, Coldplay, right. Katy Perry is before, then Bruno Marv, then Beyonce, and then before that was Madonna. Wow. And then Black Eyed Peas, and then February 7th, 2010, The Who. No. Oh. The Who. The Who before The Who was a halftime one. I was right about That's that. Like- that's 13 years ago. Who's remembering that? How do you remember that? Dude, it's Super Bowl <laughs> history, man. And then before The Who was Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, you know, when everyone used to like him. And Yeah. Yeah, before that was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I mean, and before that was Prince, and before that was the Rolling Stones, and before that was Paul McCartney. You know, so that was, I mean, think about that that five-year period right there. Paul McCartney, Rolling Stones, Prince, Tom Petty, and Bruce Springsteen. And then the next one was The Who. I mean, that was like the Super Bowl halftime shows that we grew up, you know, listening to. And, you know, that was Super Bowl halftime performers. But now, you know, you got, um, oh, two years before that, it was Shania Twain. <laughs> in 2003 yeah, <laughs> they might bring her back it seems like they resurrected her she just got a new album put out and uh she's making her media tours but if you had if you were running the halftime show who would you have for next year's super bowl halftime show um you know the nfl is you know inspired change and these kind of things so most of the people that they select are you know um different than what they were selecting five years ago or 10 years ago i mean everything's kind of changed in the last five years but you know in the spirit of who i think they would pick i think i would put like jay-z and then you know jay-z would bring all of his friends i mean I i think that would be a good halftime show yeah, Jay Z's popular and all that. Uh, I was never a big fan of Jay Z. I mean, he's got some songs and stuff, but I think you know what they should do since they had Chris Stapleton sing the uh, the national anthem. They should bring him next year. I think he would put. I mean, he's got little slow songs, but he's got a couple upbeat songs. That I think would get the people going. Oh yeah, I'm, there's no doubt he would do a great concert. I just don't think the NFL would you know have him do the halftime. I think he was lucky to do the um, national anthem. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, you got to be popular, too. So, you know what I mean? you got to be on the people's minds. So I'm trying to think. Like, Kanye West would be huge, but they're not going to mess with mm, him. Him and, the, him and whatever his off-the-microphone stuff that he's doing, I just don't see someone giving him a Super Bowl thing. He's been saying some pretty off-the-wall, edgy stuff, and I just don't see him. You mean him. the truth? You mean the truth? Well, look, he may be talking the truth, but, you know, Super Bowl, you know, you want someone that everyone loves, not only half the country loves, you know, and the other uh, other half is booing him off the stage on a Super Bowl. Yeah, they don't like you as a MAGA hat. That definitely uh, will hurt him a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> 
You wear that MAGA hat, bro. You gonna get on the media? You go on Fox News? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to Fox News. That's where all the careers die on Fox News. <laughs> You're like my yeah. pillow is doing yeah. so great, other than these fifty-eight lawsuits and this uh, uh, ban of my products in every department store that they used to be sold at. <laughs> yeah, imagine if they got if he was out to put a Super Bowl hat on, they probably wouldn't even let him, bro. He'd be like, "I'll pay fourteen million. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would have triggered all the all the libs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But yeah, now, Kingdom Radio. I like the I like the pre Super Bowl show. I mean, we didn't get it out fast enough. I do like that show, man. That show was it was great content. The way that it was edited, the audio that's coming through there. Obviously, you can't post that on YouTube and videos and stuff because of the copyright content. But on our radio show, we can play this stuff anytime. That's why I'm putting all this stuff, collection of audio on this radio station for people who are driving down the road, truck drivers, people just wanting to listen to some really good content and some down-to-earth, blue-collar people like my cousin Danny and I. Kingdom Radio is definitely putting together some audio for you to really enjoy and lock into and look for you know, each and every day for new content that we're putting out there. And then it'll be a seven days of programming Monday through Friday. Also Saturday and Sunday, we'll have other programming. We're doing seven days in a schedule. So look for that coming up in 2023, but why sports and kingdom radio, the Super Bowl show and the playoff games, me and my cousin, Danny, we've had a great time, you know, doing our shows, even though our knowledge wasn't like we shouldn't be on TV with our in-depth knowledge and breakdowns of the game. Hopefully we brought some personality and how do you, how do, uh, Danny, how did you like, um, you know, doing the show, you know, we don't really talk that much as much as we have in the last, uh, month or month or so. How did you like actually going through all those uh, shows and, uh, the experience of uh, kingdom radio? Uh, I think it's awesome. I think you just got to get some voices out there. You got to get everyday people. We're everyday people. You know what I mean? We're not famous. We're not millionaires. You know, we bust our ass to get our jobs done. And uh, on the side, we got a little little radio show that hopefully kicks off. I'm also got a YouTube page. Uh, you can follow me on that. The Rock and Roll Rebel Show on YouTube. The Rock and Roll and Rebel Show. If you want to listen to some conspiracy theory about what really happened i'm sure no no there's a conspiracy theory behind that dan scott the rock and roll rebel on his youtube uh, channel his live feed you can see his face and he's talking all things conspiracy theory on his show 